welcome back to another installment of New Books and Poetry's month-long celebration of the chapbook, Chapbook of Palooza. I am your host, Jen Fitzgerald. Suzanne Batelli's poems have appeared in North Poetry Northwest, The Literary Review, Prairie Schooner, and Poet Lore, among others. Her chapbook, The Feltville Formation, was published this year by Finishing Line Press. She has been awarded grants from Artist Trust and the Seattle Arts Commission, Patelli was born and raised in New Jersey, but has lived for many years in Seattle, where she teaches humanities and writing at the Northwest School. Welcome, Suzanne. Thank you. Happy to be here. Would you please start us off by reading part one of the title poem, The Feltville Formation, starting with the epigraph on page seven? I sure will. And the epigraph is from William Carlos Williams from his amazing book-length poem, Patterson. The Feltville Formation, one, the past above, the future below, and the present pouring down, the roar, the roar of the present. The river speaks of a place prehistoric and at sea level, its mouth dusted with fine grains from all these mountains, multiple extrusions through an already layered crust. I will not name the certainty with which I once looked forward. As when we perched on the roots of the oak, the rusty soil falling away, we were silent and then we were shouting madly into it, a dank ravine, singing, speechifying to our People promising things to a mute presence flowing there. Once something scared us there, a deer loosening rocks as it clambered, stones pelting us just as you'd caught your foot on some root. In time and through boredom, the tail grew predatory. Someone threw those rocks, someone grunted, laughed as we ran. There were witches in those woods. Black Meg and Handsome Abby added weight to our fears, names for the vague metallic terror in our mouths, our private pressings, inconclusive ordeals. Hot rock flowed into three chunks, watchungs, 200 million years ago, liquid basalt thrust under a sandstone crust, slowly cooling to trap rock piled in blocks, Patterson's Falls and the red coast of West Africa, matching ridges of rare mineral fact. Thank you very much. Um, I love this poem in parts. Would you tell us a little bit about how it came into being? Yeah, I'd be happy to. I um, I guess I started a few years ago when I began to uh, dig a little bit into the history behind this patch of woods behind my house where I grew up. Um, it's called the Wachung Reservation, and I I kind of enjoy doing research-based projects, and I just started to, like, study the geology and the social history, the economic history, all the different 
places in that region of the Watchung Mountains, but also specifically those woods that I just knew so well. I used to just run around back there all the time as a kid. And um, particularly, there was this one weird deserted village sitting in the middle of this Union County Park land. And I used to come across it when I would go on these long runs back in the woods. And my friends and I just sort of all called it deserted village. Like, we just, nobody knew what it was or had been. And I just thought, I'm going to go see what I can find out. And and since I'd been a kid, a lot of other people had done a lot of research as well. And it's now like a tiny little effort being made to restore and save some of those structures. Um, but it had been the site of this supposedly utopian uh, company town in the 19th century um, set up by a guy named David Feltz and named Feltville for him. Um, it didn't last long, but it was like one of many, actually, that I discovered these weird kind of pseudo-utopian experimental communities, intentional communities in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So that whole history fascinated me. And then I discovered that the geologic name for the whole region is based on the geologic event of how the mountains were formed there, the Watrung Mountains, and it takes its name from the site where the best examples of that rock are to be found, and it's Feltville, so it's actually called the Feltville Formation, the geologic event is, Um, and I I just love geology as a metaphor, and a lot of other things came into play with more and more and more research that I did and more layers of the history there that I discovered and including my own personal sense of place there and um, moment in time when I lived there and knew it well. So a lot of things came together. Yeah. That seems so Northeast to just have like, you know, (laughs) random uh, (laughs) village in the woods that nobody has lived in for 110 years. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The part of Staten Island where I grew up, there was, a section of woods and the green belt where there was this sidewalk that um, you yeah. didn't know it was there. My uncle would go every single year and clean it off with all the leaves just because he would follow it to get um, pick blueberries. But it was built during the Depression as um, part of just like a way to give people jobs. And they literally built this series of sidewalks through the woods. Oh, my God, I love that. That is so great. Yeah, some of these structures that had been uh, workers' housing and then for a while were like this Adirondack resort that also went belly up. In the 30s, they were used for housing for um, homeless families. And then it went through another iteration. Uh, It's just fascinating stuff. But also that idea of somebody came along decades and decades later like you're uncle and found it and like reanimated and re-inhabited it brought it back to life sort of out of that oblivion i love that so how long after you left did you start writing these poems oh i've been i haven't lived in new jersey for three years probably so it's really been quite a long time but i go back a lot i have lots of friends still in my hometown And I have a super, I don't know, you know, the way they say James Joyce had to leave Dublin to write about it. But I have just such a close attachment and association with the spaces where I come from. And um, it's been part of my consciousness forever. But this particular writing project has just been the last few years. Yeah. Hmm. 
So what was it like to look back on your childhood home from across the country? You know, it's a whole mix of things. It's a um, trying to write about a whole mix of feelings. And one good metaphor for me has been just all the many layers of any one place. And so I have just such fondness and such nostalgia for it. Um, and it, it's very sentimental, very romanticized vision of being a kid playing in the woods, so fortunate to live in a place where I could play in the woods, but also my adult knowledge of how much environmental degradation there is there and how kind of sad and complicated the history is of that place, um, including this total erasure of the native presence in that place, which I went trying to find out more about and the frustrations of how many blanks there are in that history, even though everything is named after the First Nations around there, especially around North Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I encountered a lot of conflicting emotions, and um, that seems potent to me as well in terms of thinking about our whole larger history. Yeah. yeah. It definitely um, is present in, in this piece. Great. Um I'd like to end the interview with the last section of the Feltville Formation, starting with the epigraph on page 23. Would you please read that? Yeah, it's an epigraph from Robert Smithson, who I also just have found to be really inspiring in this work. Um, He's someone who uh, sought with his art to kind of memorialize a lot of those non-sites, those anonymous places that aren't... um, usually iconic for us, but upon which the monumental notions of our, especially our cities, um, depend. Mm-hmm. I think New Jersey has served in that role in many ways, but uh, mm-hmm. I just like that. I also like the way he talks about our the environmental direction in which we're headed. So that's this epigraph, part four. In other words, two irreconcilable situations hopelessly going over the same waterfall, as when, looking into banked snow, one sees a blue glow of the sort that crouches in the embers of fire, and yet it is a glow strange and cold rather than warm or living. I felt hints of the betrayal long before I knew of it. In your voice, it was clear you spoke to me as you had already spoken for someone else's ear. Water spill over red rock, iron footbridge above the drop. Towards the bridge I faltered. As when the mind starts sifting like a kid with a lifted window screen with the glints and grains that might give delight before the whole show is over. For the moments marking the standing still of time, even if time does not stand still, or it does, and we move through it, which is the incomprehensible fact of it, or at least one small pebble of fact in the face of it. Is it a flood of the past or the present? There in the clearing one day, I came to myself with fullness of love for my being and my body, for wind in the air and a carpet of soft needles underfoot, 
the blessing and gift of that place. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for, for coming on and sharing your work with us. Thank you so much for having me. This is Jen Fitzgerald with New Books and Poetry, reminding you to support all the arts, but especially poetry. Poetry.